Welcome to the Limitless Healing Podcast, where everyone is welcome to take a front row seat and listen in on inspiring conversations, stories of healing, and action steps to help you live your best life. My name is Colette Brown, and I am passionate about all things wellness, mind, body, soul, inspired by my own personal transformation from unwell and not knowing where to turn to thriving and flourishing and motivated to help you do the same. I share this platform with medical doctors, wellness practitioners, chronic illness survivors, meditation and mindfulness gurus, innovators of products from food to technology and more. Think of it as a one-stop shop for wellness resources where you can listen to professionals from around the world to help you thrive. Join me Mondays and Wednesdays while sipping a cup of tea or making your favorite meal as we explore the world of wellness together. This is the Limitless Healing Podcast. Welcome. This episode today was inspired by Dr. Joel Wusso. He is going to be an upcoming guest on Limitless Healing with Colette. And we were talking about the continuous glucose monitor or CGM. This has been a very fascinating topic for me to explore. And now that I actually have one on my arm, I'm able to see inside my body to what's going on real time when I'm eating food. The thing that surprised me the most was why is my blood glucose level spiking when I'm not eating anything? And I started doing a little more research and I love drilling in on health and figuring out different ways in which we can address our health and make it a little bit better. So first of all, what is a blood glucose monitor? It's a groundbreaking technology that diabetics are starting to use that allows you to monitor your blood glucose 24 seven. And it's unlike the finger prick where you have to continually check your blood. It's just sitting in the tissue. It's a little needle that sits in the tissue. Mine is placed behind my arm and I have an app on my phone that I can read real time as I'm eating and seeing how food is affecting me, stress levels. We'll get more into that later. What are the benefits? They provide immediate feedback for different types of food that you're eating, your lifestyle, and it's a game changer because you can make more informed decisions about what you're eating, your lifestyle, your diet. You can set alerts and alarms. This information can go to your provider in order to better monitor you. And it gives peace of mind, especially not only to the individual, but especially to caretakers who are caring for someone with diabetes. And it's a fascinating tool. And I'm really happy that I'm able to look into my body and see what's going on. So as I mentioned before, I noticed that there was times that my blood sugar was rising when I wasn't even eating. And I wanted to know what that was about. So I did a little search and I wanted to give you, let's see, I came up with 12 different things that affect our blood sugar. And some of them you might know, some you might not know. So number one is dehydration. When you're not drinking enough, your the concentration of sugar in your blood can increase leading to higher blood glucose readings. So make sure that you're hydrating, not just 
inundating your body in the morning or one time throughout the day, but let it be like watering a plant. If you think of an orchid or a drip system, you need to continually have fluids coming into your body so that your body is able to process optimally. Number two is your dietary choices. Not a surprise. I think most of us know this, but consuming large amounts of carbohydrates and especially large amounts of carbs that don't have any fiber can affect your blood sugar, which allows it to become higher. Number three, medications, certain medications like steroids and beta blockers can increase blood sugar levels and side effects. Number four, illness or infection. The body releases stress hormones to fight the illness, which can also raise blood sugar levels. Number five, lack of physical exercise. Regular physical exercise and activities can help reduce and regulate blood sugar levels. And it's important to remember that we need our weight-bearing exercises. The more muscle mass we have, the better the body can function and burn fuel efficiently. I had a friend of mine and she was an adult and she had late onset diabetes and she didn't know this at all. She was noticed missing at work and she was one of those employees that was always on time and she didn't show up for work. And her manager called and said, if you're not at work today, or you don't call me by noon, I'm coming with the police and we're breaking down your doors. She had been at this location for probably seven years working. And so they knew her, the police went over, he kept his commitment of coming over and they broke down the door. They go in and they found her passed out in her hallway and she had passed out during the weekend. And this was a Monday. So if she had been left for another day, she would have passed. She learned from her doctor once she learned about that she had the diabetes. He told her if you had to choose between insulin and exercise, choose exercise. So that was a take-home message for me that rang soundly. So that's a little visual for you. So make sure that you are getting your exercise. It is so important to your overall health and it can make a difference. Number six, stress, both physical and emotional can make an impact and it can release hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, which can increase your blood sugar levels. Number seven, insufficient sleep. Sleep is so important. And this is an area that I personally struggle with, not because I can't sleep, but there are times when there's just so many things that I have to get done during the day. I compromise on my sleep. I am really trying to get on that and work, work a little bit better, but the optimal sleep is seven to nine hours. And the reason it's seven to nine is that some people, it takes a little bit longer for them to get into a deep sleep, or they might wake up during the night. So if you're stretched out a little bit longer, if you're not sleeping congruently, then you can make up for it in being in bed just a little bit longer. I've done an episode on sleep and ways to improve your sleep. And that's also dietary and lifestyle. Number eight, hormonal disorders, conditions like Cushing's syndrome or polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS can lead to insulin resistance and higher blood glucose levels. So PCOS 
is actually very strongly associated with blood sugar levels in the body. And I'm going to have an upcoming guest to talk more about that and how we can help manage it more through diet, because this is a common symptom that a lot of women are suffering from. Number 10, a less thought about one is sunburn. And sunburn can cause stress in the body, and this can affect blood sugar. Number 11, artificial sweeteners. When we're eating artificial sweeteners, they get into our body and we might think there's zero calories and yes, they are zero calories. However, we don't understand the complete science behind it, but the body responds to sweeteners as it does to sugar. So it can increase those blood glucose levels. So don't think that you're in a safe zone when you're only consuming sweeteners because sweeteners can also wreak havoc on your gut. They don't get fully processed and they can sit and ferment and rot in your gut. And that can lead to other bad side effects. So everything in moderation, learn how to satiate your palate, learn how to reduce your cravings for sweet. Please don't try to replace your need for uber sweet foods with sweeteners, try to really curb that. And it might take a little bit of time. Some people do it cold Turkey and whatever works for you. I would encourage you to try to curb that sweet tooth. If you have one and last is something called the Dawn phenomenon, D A W N. This is a natural rise in blood sugar that occurs in the early morning due to the body releasing hormones to help you wake up. What I've noticed with the blood glucose monitor on is that the fluctuation when I'm sleeping, I notice that it dips really low for me. And then in the morning, I'm pretty stable, but I know that this is not the case for a lot of people. And so it's really interesting to be able to have a window and see what's going on. So what are the normal ranges? So if you're a diabetic, your blood sugar, according to the American Diabetes Association, before meals should be about 80 to 130. And two hours after the start of a meal, it should be less than 180. If you're not a diabetic, then your fasting before meal should be between 70 and 99. And two hours after a meal, it should be less than 140. So if you are curious about your own blood glucose, you want to get a little bit healthier. You want to take a look inside your body. It's something that you could do for a month or two or three, and just take a pulse on where your health is. It's not something that you need to do all the time, but I would recommend that if you want to get a little bit better, try it out. I can say that it didn't hurt on insertion and it doesn't hurt per se right now, but I do feel it and I am extra cautious when I am taking a shower and covering it up, even though I'm told I don't need to do that. There's something about it that I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little unsure of because it is brand new and this device I'll replace every 10 days. So I'm on day number eight right now. So I have a couple more days and then I'm going to swap it out for a new one. And I'm doing this for 30 days. So if you have any questions around this, please reach out to me, DM me, email me, you know where to find me and ask questions around the CGM or any other questions around the blood sugar. And I hope that piques your interest on 
getting into your health a little bit further and figuring out what works better for you lifestyle-wise, mind, body, soul. And if you have any questions, again, please reach out. Thank you so much for listening. If this inspired you, please share it with a friend. And until next time, be well. You just finished another episode of Limitless Healing, where we dive into all things wellness. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would share it with your friends and family. Together, we can plant seeds of hope that leads to transformation in our lives and the lives of those we love. Let's get healthy together.